Hello, friend. Do you recall what it was like the very first time you were entrusted with what could be considered a dangerous tool? Maybe it was as a young teenager. You were helping your dad with a project around the house. He offered you the hammer, a symbol of his trust that you wouldn't crush your thumb. You attempted to act cool and collected and played off the weight of that implement of destruction or construction. He allowed you to drive your very first nail. Felt powerful, didn't it? Quite possibly, your mom let you use the grown-up scissors or even a real knife for a craft project when you were still a preteen. You were in awe as you tried not to pay too much attention to that keen and dangerous edge and you heard your mother remind you not to get your fingers too close to the blade. You made an incision and marveled at the ease with which a cut appeared. Vividly, a memory comes to my mind's eye. My family was incredibly involved in all aspects of our church while I was growing up. Regardless of where we lived, we attended church regularly and were kind of made to be at every service and church event, though we enjoyed it as well. My parents participated in almost every ministry, and that meant we three boys were along for the ride. If I recall the facts of this particular occurrence correctly, I was accompanying my dad as he was out calling on some recent visitors to our church at the time. Another man of our local congregation was with us, and on this specific day, we would be riding in that gentleman's car. The fact that we were in this gentleman's vehicle plays a significant role in this story. For you see, this other man we were with was a handyman. The back seat of his small car had a few tools scattered hither and yon. The specific device that I, a boy of about maybe six years old at the time, became most interested in immediately was a box cutter, otherwise known as a razor blade knife. Before I continue with this historical account, I'd like to borrow your attention for another moment on a different subject. You see, there will be people that you meet today and this week that were I to live 100 years on earth, I'd never cross paths with them. So, may I ask you a special favor? At the very next opportunity you have, would you pass out a gospel tract? Now, hold on. Hold on. You say, I don't have any gospel tracts. Wouldn't you know it? And what a coincidence. You see, not only do I host this particular radio program called Bible Tract Echoes, but I'm also the executive director of a ministry called Bible Tracts Incorporated. And I have a special offer for you. Now, this offer may sound too good to be true, but I am exceedingly serious. You see, we print and produce bright, colorful eye-catching, and highly readable pieces of literature called tracts right here in Illinois. But furthermore, we ship them to people just like you completely free, no cost. Tracts like the one I'm holding in my hand right now called A New Birth. God has used this particular tract in amazing ways by the literal tens of millions for over 80 years. I asked you for a favor not long ago. Would you use a track like this one and give it to someone whose path you crossed this week? I truly believe God will bless you for your labor. 
You can visit BibleTracksInc.org to place your very own order today. Now, if you need more information or have questions, you can text me directly. I'll give you this text number twice, and I'll even do it slow enough so that you can grab a pen and paper to write my number down. Are you ready? No, really. Are you ready? Here's my text number, 309-316-7240. And we'll slow it down just a little more just in case you missed a digit. Please text me directly at 309 zero nine three one six seven two four zero now where was i in my childhood story ah yes my dad and i would be riding in another man's car and lo and behold there is a shiny razor blade knife in the back seat where i would be sitting Now, don't get ahead of me in the story, but you just might see where this is going. The sagest and savviest among you that can, with great wisdom and forethought, see the end from the beginning and have an inkling where this particular chapter of my autobiography is destined to end, beware. We have just now arrived at the most embarrassing part of this report. My father a wise man in his own right, a man of forethought and sense, both common and otherwise, noticed the aforementioned instrument of cutting. You may not believe this, O wise listener, but in a single glance, he cast his eyes upon everything in the back of the car, or so it seemed, and he fixed his gaze on one specific and hazardous implement He then looked at me just before he sat down in the front seat, and as only my six-foot-two-inch, bald-headed, kojak-looking father can say, he sternly said, and I quote, Don't play with the knife. Of course, as you may well imagine, that was not the end of this sordid tale. You see, I was in a strait betwixt two powerful compulsions— On the one hand, my father did and still does hold a place of incredibly high regard and respect to me, even more so for a young boy not yet out of first grade. My desire to obey the patriarch of my family was almost absolute, yet I was confronted with a temptation seemingly above that which I could bear. For whole minutes, I wrestled inside and quickly my attention turned from the question of if I would obey to wondering when I might disobey. I could not risk my father catching me in the act of disobedience, so I had to be subtle. My youthful brain was brimming with unease, but also anticipation. Something about that box cutter was calling me. I had to respond. While my father was distracted in conversation with his visitation partner, my plan was put into action, surreptitiously. I shifted in the back seat, endeavoring not to draw undue attention. My little hands crept towards the object of my desire, and at last my small hand closed around the cool metal. I felt a smidge of guilt for not heeding my father's firm command, but... That feeling was soon eclipsed by the pleasure that sin gives for a season no one would ever know, or so I thought. 
tuning my imaginary ninja abilities to their highest setting, I slowly extend the blade out of the mechanism. Any sounds or the metallic creaking of a rusty cutter being activated were easily drowned out by the front seat conversation and normal road noise. I was alone in a universe that only a little boy can inhabit. I held a knife, and therefore, everything around me seemed to require surgery, specifically amputation. Tell me, what is the point of possessing a powerful weapon if it cannot be used? But what can I slice without drawing undue attention or leaving lasting damage? Ah, there on the floor, an old piece of scrap paper. That might satiate my desire for destruction. As you may guess, after rendering that scrap to slivers and stuffing the evidence in my trouser pocket to be disposed of later, my curiosity was only heightened. I began to ask myself a perilous question. How sharp is that razor? Without a ready stockpile of material to reduce to ribbons, I was struck with an idea. The sword of thought only an immature, adolescent male might have. What was that thought, you ask? In the quietness of my mind, I reasoned with myself. If I'm careful, maybe I can just barely touch the edge of the blade to really feel how sharp it is. As you may imagine, this is where everything begins to go downhill somewhat rapidly. I'll spare you the most gruesome of the details. But as it would happen... That razor blade was significantly sharper than I was anticipating it would be. As my little finger ran along that edge, unbeknownst to me, I was opening a sizable gash in my digit. The blade was so sharp and my senses so unprepared that I did not realize the error of my ways until a little red drop fell onto the knee of my khaki pants. Yet still, the facts of my foolish decision had not yet become apparent to me. I was surprised, to be frank. I was taken aback, if I'm honest. I could not seem to make sense of what was happening. Not until I turned my finger over and observed a steady stream of my very own blood pouring out of a sizable wound. And that's when the pain began in earnest. There was no more wondering, no misunderstanding at this point. Reality had come crashing in and my maimed hand was proof enough of what had happened. You may be curious. How did this particular tale end? What was the result of my disobedience and foolishness? My inquisitive friend, I am unhappy to do this to you. But you will have to join me tomorrow for the rest of the story, as they say. I will leave you with this question before we sign off, as it will be the theme and direction of this week of broadcasts. If you yourself were a tool, if you were an implement, a device, if your life was usable for one purpose and one purpose only, would you be an instrument of construction or a tool of destruction? 
Now, I invite you to join me for the remainder of this week as we explore this very topic. I so appreciate you joining our listening audience today. But ponder that thought before we come back and conclude our tale. Are you constructive or are you destructive? I've used a razor blade knife since that day. I was not too traumatized by this event in many a constructive way, but they can also be used in a very destructive way. I hope you'll ponder within your own mind. Now, for those of you that meant to text me for more information about our gospel tracks or any questions you have, I'll give you that number one more time. 309-316-7240. Have a great day for His glory, and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.